is wise to the world of danger. One who is new to the stories of old. One who is privy to the mysteries that linger. What will they find on their quest into? guys is like like favorite like forbidden food you know like tide pods are the forbidden gusher like you know what are your guys other favorite forbidden foods oh, forbidden foods for me it's it's uh aquarium gravel it looks like candy yeah. oh oh mm. we're talking about shit that's like fully not edible yeah Got don't it. eat this stuff but also like it looks super eatable i really really want to drink windex or concrete oh yeah mm. concrete just looks like a good gray depressing smoothie <laughs> and then windex is just danger gatorade so i don't have any like non-food eating impulses but if i'm hungry for more than a half hour i am this close to just like being willing to cannibalize someone <laughs> so your your forbidden food is man yeah, yeah no, <laughs> you have the world's worst hangry <laughs> I, i'm just like straight up willing to kill and eat a human being if i'm hungry for too long it's not good this does feel on brand do, do you think you would go for like a child or would you go for like an old person yeah yeah what's you your like... preference you're looking for something a little more yeah. tender or a little more tough well i wouldn't go for like either because old people People are gross. Yeah. And I don't like children. I have standards. Yeah. <laughs> I probably want to go for some young, healthy looking person, you know? So none of us. Uh, too much. You want to get someone like chubby like me because like, you know, we're like a little bit sweet. I would eat you, Marilyn. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Grim? What's your forbidden food? I don't know if I want to like eat and digest it, but I always really want to bite into electrical wires. <laughs> You're a cat. Forbidden live wires. Oh, that doesn't count. Everybody wants to do that. Oh, Pop Rocks really just don't get that hit anymore. <laughs> I'm always putting electrical wires in my mouth, and I'm like, I could bite through this plastic right now, but I'm like, I shouldn't do that. I thought you were going to say crunchy ground leaves are forbidden potato chips. No, but I also like chewing on soft plastic. Like when I'm bored and I'm at my desk and I'm like DMing and then like they're like talking and I'll they'll hear they'll hear a crunk crinkly noise. They'll be like, What is that crinkly noise? Oh, Grim's chewing on plastic again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome, welcome, faithful listener, to another chilling, thrilling episode of Tales of Bone and Ice, a D&D 5e actual play horror comedy podcast starring myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM, slapping it over to my number one dragon. Hi, I'm Dragon. I'm Maris. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> she was too busy doing gang signs. I'm not doing gang signs. Don't, don't make people think that I'm affiliated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not strong enough. Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Oh, I'm Marilyn. I play Maris, <laughs> the, the Golden Dragonborn Paladin. Hi, uh, my name is Kandor Kor. I play Condemned, the Goliath fighter 
who can't fight and is now seriously considering just taking up pacifism and just getting it over with. Mood. Take a level in Bard. I don't think he meets the charisma requirement, but I would let it happen anyway. <laughs> Performance, just strongman. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, oh my God, cut this. Let's do it. <laughs> Kander, you didn't see it, but I was doing all the shading and coloring for the uh, character art on stream the other day. Ooh. And I was <laughs> shading Connie's face. And I was like, like doing it in such a way where I realized I was basically just putting makeup on him and I was contouring your cheekbones. Hey, I'm down, man. <laughs> so in my head cannon, Connie definitely contours his cheeks. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it was really funny. Also, he's low key, like he's tall enough that they look like thigh highs, but they basically just go slightly above the knee. But also, my head cannon is not only that he can't contour his cheeks, he also <laughs> wears thigh highs. And I want to pay somebody real dollars to yassify our characters. Masculinity is not static across cultures. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Anyway, it'll be amazing when we do do it. Who are you? Hi, I'm Grim. Yeah. And I play Sukunkana, a Kalistar druid at level five. She's small. She's prone to extreme bouts of violence, but is trying to... Get that under control. Nice. We're proud of you. And we have a guest. We have a guest. Is it me? I'm Nightmare. Uh, I play uh, I play Eli, uh, a, uh, a wolf. Uh, what? A wolf. A wolf? Whoa. Eli's a fucking furry. That's it. Ow. I think I just had a in every In every way except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I am a, uh, I'm an, I'm an Echo Knight. Uh, elf, uh, and I'm old. I'm, a, I'm an old man. I'm a very geriatric bastard. <laughs> yeah. If in case it doesn't get hit up in the uh, intro, uh, our boy has a cracked rib, and so he's a little out of breath. That's okay. And it'll play <sighs> into the old into the old man. It's not, <sighs> not the first time I've cracked <sighs> the rib. Won't be the last. Okay, roll the song. Okay, now we roll the bones, the recap bones. I don't remember anything that happened. What I got? Okay, I'm safe. You got a 20? I got a 15, but like there's three other people, so. I also got a 15. What'd you guys get? I got a six. I got a two. Hey! Yes! Hey. You know, statistically, I think Marilyn does them most of the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I think somebody said that on Twitter too, I saw where it was like, I like that you guys tried to do this fair, but it's. Just Marilyn. Yeah. <laughs> Just Marilyn every time. You get your notes out? I do. Nice. That's very cool, smart, and sexy of you. Thank you. I go to school professionally. <laughs> so what happened was um, Flametooth stated that someone showed up who knew about the world. It was some guy. And then I wrote Eli and then parentheses nightmare. Moromdu, a.k.a. the sister of Sukunkana, a.k.a. Goromdu's other daughter, went through a portal and then we have to go get her. Um, so Sukunkana... Uh, takes her star map out and then to the east like super far is like a big red dot and that's like an indicator of someone um, with flame who's Moram Du sister um, we got some weapons made of metal which is rad because we don't like ever get metal except my sword was already metal no it was magic I thought my sword was metal you said my sword was metal it was not metal and they said that it would not break you, you said my shit was metal I wrote mine's metal <laughs> So one of our notes is lying. Okay, so apparently it's not metal. Let me just <laughs> scratch that out. Uh, we went through the portal, except me and Connie went through wrong. Um, and it's super dark. Uh, there was a massive amount of bones and dust. 
coffins in the wall. Um, we saw a light around the corner, and then um, Sun Khan and Eli find us. They were knocking on the door, and we were like, who dares? And then we were like, just kidding. I laid in the sand, and it was super warm. And then we had to walk around a quicksand pit. Oh, and then we got a message from our boy, Alexander, the sweetest skelly boy. It's telling us that they found a tiny body inside. And that was where my sentence ended. But I'm pretty sure it was the giant inside the giant. I dug a hole. You dug a hole. That's for sure. Dug a hole using Mulder. hole digging spell. <laughs> hole digging. Dig hole spell. Dig hole spell. Hole dig spell. Yeah. Cost zero action, zero magic. Just dig a hole with your hands. Yeah. The, uh, the only thing that... Uh, you missed is that Eli taught you guys a little bit about surviving in the desert. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Eli yeah, taught us about the desert because he's from here. And so, our adventurers begin their day by circumnavigating the quicksand lake. All right, old man. Walking. Is the sky clear also? Currently it is clear, yes. It's like, oh shit, we can see the sky? Okay. Glaring, beating down upon the... Just. Condemned is reapplying the sand mud. Maris is looking at their arms and they're like, guys, I think I'm getting darker somehow. I think my skills are getting darker. Do you think I'm dirty? <laughs> uh, if you guys want to do an investigation check on Maris. Hell yeah. I don't play this game. Oh, I got a four. Nice. Ooh. Wait, I guess I should investigate my own body, right? I got a two again. <laughs> okay. I got a 17. Uh, 19. Uh, Eli and Connie, you can tell. Uh, yeah, she is just dirty. <laughs> she is just dirty. <laughs> <laughs> You're filthy. Oh, uh, okay. It's okay. It's good for you. I guess. Condemned is moisturizing his mud filth again. It's good for the, the pores. Do you have pores? I know nothing about lizards. I'm a dragon. Do lizards have scales? You wouldn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know what lizards are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Because yeah. I make a lot of jokes about Maris being a lizard, but... Like, you guys have your pet lizards, but, like... I guess. You're not the same as that. Those are different. <laughs> That'd be like an alien coming down and being like, oh, it's a dog. <laughs> All turtles are dogs. All turtles are dogs. Can I test mold earth on the quicksand? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I want to try to make a path in the quicksand it's super easy you definitely can do that i forgot that part of that spell that you can just make difficult terrain into non-difficult terrain oh shit we're breaking your game fuck okay (laughs) guys i i'm making a path i saw the problem (laughs) i see this hole i dug i was practicing during watch she points at the giant pile of dirt that she made beside the camp oh yes fuck yeah god damn it start starts walking all right let's go well done it'll be safe don't worry you've solved my quicksand puzzle (laughs) sure did are you sure that it's safe oh yeah oh yeah don't worry about it (laughs) yeah check it out (laughs) condemned is gonna step forward with some trepidation so you can kind of walks forward without any kind of fear (laughs) yeah maris is watching condemned okay give me give me a deck save for make, but she's. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with Excuse you. Excuse you. <laughs> Incredibly rude. Yeah, Maris is gonna watch Condemned walk across this because if Condemned is safe, then like it'll be safe for all of us. Yeah, Condemned like starts walking like trepidation, and he's still obviously very unsure about it. But then he sees 
Sukun Kana like rushing off ahead and he's like Ugh, okay if I die I die like you know that trope of like the parent who's chasing their small child through like the jungle and the child doesn't understand the danger and the parents just like ah <laughs> that is exactly Sukun Kana in most situations I think I feel like I feel like yeah, that's the case it is yeah so we walk on through this pit of quicksand using mold earth over and over again <laughs> yeah you sure do, I sure it's, do. It's, it's, it's awesome yeah uh, and you don't have to take multiple days to get around this anymore. Nope. All right. Well done. Thank you. Haha, <laughs> we're so good at D&D. You're the one who told me I could change my cantrip. <laughs> yeah, I know. You fool. Oh, I forgot to look at it. It's mine. okay, Marilyn. You don't have any. At, at level, every time you level up, you could change a cantrip. You told me I could after a long rest. Or no, rest. A, every time you long rest nowadays. That's a yeah. new rule. Every time you long yeah. rest, you can change out one cantrip. <sighs> Fucking kids don't commit these days. Catch my mold earth hands. Back in my day, you had to prepare your spells. Like, the number of them that you wanted to cast for each type. <laughs> and oh, if you didn't know exactly what meta magic you wanted to use, then you were shit out of luck, son. <laughs> now our game is fun. <laughs> yeah, you spoiled kids having fun. <laughs> you promised me this podcast would have standards, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so you guys get over all this ridiculous stuff and <laughs> easily and quickly. You guys get past the incredibly difficult and long-winded uh, adventure that I had planned, and you move on <laughs> to this other thing. <laughs> Don't pretend like you plan anything, Brian. <laughs> As you find yourself exiting this gigantic, effectively lake of quicksand, can I get a perception check from everybody, real quick? Ooh. Kana first. You get advantage, by the way. Sorry. Sick. On a side note, now that I know that, because I actually didn't realize that it could turn difficult terrain into normal terrain, now I'm going to be doing that for walking up the dunes. <laughs> that's still going to, that's that's an uphill. It's not going to make it easier. It's going to make it less slippery. No, but she can carve steps into the sand. I can. That's true. Yeah, you can harden it and make steps. Yep. Mold Earth, because why should casters have to worry about the desert? I'm too delicate to walk on normal ground. You could make like dune slides too. Three. Nice. What did I roll? <laughs> a perception check, and you get advantage. I got 14, because I rolled a seven. That's with advantage? Yeah. The, my other mm. roll was a five. <laughs> you're, I you're... rolled, so far this session, I've rolled a two, <laughs> a seven, a five, and a six for the recap roll. My God. She's the professionals. Off to a great start, everybody. I also rolled with advantage, and I got a six, so. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got 11, so I also can't really help. So, Sukun Kana, so you 14. <laughs> barely in the distance, you see something. Uh, it looks like, what's that? Trees. Out here in the desert? Trees. <laughs> Trees. Uh, Sukun Kana screams. She just goes, ah! And then she mind links. <laughs> And she says, guys, there's trees over there. And then she just starts running. Condemned doesn't see any trees, I assume. No, you, it's, it's difficult. But as soon as she like starts running in a direction, you are able to see something in the distance. All right. Well, I mean, he's going to chase after her either way. I'm expediting my process with mold earth. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have old man abilities to uh, discern mirages? No. I mean, yes. You, you, you're familiar. You're more familiar with the desert. You know what the, you know what this is. You know that this is not this is not a mirage. Oh, OK. I'll, I'll I'll start making my way. I tuck my arm under whoever's like at the back and just be like, "You're you're escorting this old man now." I hope I get a Boy Scout badge. <laughs> Can I help you cross the sand? <laughs> so what is this? Is this dream? What is happening? No, I don't know. I don't, why would I know? We're going to go see him though. Uh, let's go! Let's go! Let's go! As you're as you are running, uh, I assume as quickly as you can. Yeah, Sukun kind of does get tired after about two minutes and has to stop. 
to breathe heavily, and then she kind of just walks as quickly as she can the rest of the way. Sprinting for two minutes straight. Okay. Yeah, and then you, she has a strength of six and a constitution of 11. She's not very... Two minutes at a full sprint across the stand is, is, is a testament to how excited Sukun Kana was for those trees. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to have to ask you to roll a constitution save, though, because that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I got... A 16. Okay, you're good. Connie, you're chasing her too, right? Probably with ease. He catches He catches up really quickly. Yeah. I'm also going to Does wander. it matter if I have proficiency with athletics? Uh, oh, but then again, I have been running through yeah. the sand and the heat, which he hates. So uh, You would have had advantage because of the preparation you were doing, and then you would have had disadvantage because of all the exhaustion, uh, exhausting things that you have been doing. You've been chasing after her quite a bit, <laughs> but you're just going to roll average, no, normal. Um, 14. Okay, you're good too. Uh, you guys are able to stave off the uh, oncoming exhaustion. You've been probably uh, handling uh, you guys with her water from her jug. I don't have water. I've got broth. Oh, yeah, you've got broth. You don't have you water. You told me I couldn't have water. That's right. You couldn't have water. I have salt water. But that's still like uh, like used for like the mud or whatever. What kind of broth? Bone broth. I don't know. Okay, so then. Good, lots can... of collagen. Good for the skin. Good for the hair. Only relevant for Sukunkana. <laughs> Well, not necessarily, because if we have an almost endless source of liquid, that's definitely where Condemned's been getting his liquid for the mud. M- mud broth! He now just smells like bone broth. Yum. You smell like soup. Yeah. Because, like, they need to drink something, and that's the only, like, drinkable liquid they have. Uh, you also have some magic spells that can sustain people. Yeah, I have Create Water on, but I don't know. What if we need to have a fight? <laughs> and Goodberry also helps you guys, too. I don't have Goodberry. I don't have any components for it. You, d- you don't need components for it for me you have a spell casting focus it's because it's not a consumed component and you're good anyway we sprint and then and then sukin kind of quits as you slow down and take a moment to breathe uh you look up and you can see that there's some sort of monsters surrounding a figure clad in brown who has familiar green skin Familiar green skin. Is it Grimhilda the Goblin? <laughs> no, it's the Grinch. It's the Grinch. It's the Holy gr- shit! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! It's the <laughs> Grinch. Oh, the I haven't Grinch. seen that guy since college. <laughs> as you, as you guys uh, <laughs> consider the possibilities, who could this be? They raise their right hand and point it at one of the uh, sand beings, and they fire off a blast of fire. Wait, is that is that Morum too? Oh, did you not real? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I thought it was going to take 147 days. <laughs> no, no, that's just to get back home. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should have checked your map. But if she's only here, <laughs> then she's been real tardy. She's been dawdling. Yeah, this bitch sucks. Is she close enough to Mind Link? <laughs> uh, no, you are too far away to Mind Link from her, but you guys can roll initiative. Yeah. Why? Because I assume we want to save your sister from the sand monsters. Oh, I thought they were her friends. She just shot one with fire. What are you talking about? She's kind of spicy. I don't know. In Sukunkana's defense, she did do that to Connie the first time we ever fought. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a good point. What do you guys got? I got 19 plus nothing <laughs> i got a four plus two and i forgot that the thing that condemned made me gives me advantage on the first melee attack of a fight i'm pretty sure if you dig your feet into the ice oh well that's not this is very much the, the opposite terrain yeah in that different it is grainy ice i got 19 plus 9 so 28 jesus christ Holy shit. what do you got connie um 11 
All right. Uh, Eli, by a massive margin. Mm. Let's go. You are about 130 feet away. Also at the very back of the group. Is, is there a map? If the audience can't see the map, you can't see the map. I just was making sure there wasn't something I was supposed to be looking at here. Nope, you're good. Okay. Okay. What is this equality bullshit? <laughs> this is D and D. No equality. Yeah. You said I'm 130 feet away. Yep. Yeah, I'm just gonna like untuck my arm, uh, and just kind of like pat, <laughs> pat our uh, our dragonborn friend on the back, and just start full tilt sprinting. Like tuck my stick under my arm and just. <laughs> uh, you have a uh, 30 foot movement. You're gonna do you both use both of them. Yeah. All right. How far can I move glass away from me? I think you could summon him like 60 or 30 feet or something. I think I can manifest him for free. Yeah, you can use a bonus action to magically manifest him. And then I believe you have to use a bonus action in order to swap places. Shit. Yeah. But you can prep him for teleportation next round. Yeah, I'm going to prep him for teleportation. So I'm just going to pop him out. Keep him behind me. Somebody slaps him. All right, Maris. Yeah. You just saw this old elf just fucking Sonic the Hedgehog run away from you, kicking up dust behind him as he goes. Naruto run. <laughs> um, I'm going to run up as far as I can, so I guess 30 feet. Okay, that puts you 100 feet away. Perfect. And then how many, so how many baddies are around Moromdu? Two. Two? Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I have Guiding Bolt, and there is a, it's a range of 120 feet. Hey! You sure do. So I'm going to shoot one of those at one of the baddies. Give me the attack roll. I can't believe you looked at your spells. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so proud of you right now. Thank you. Oh my god. So it's a first level evocation, but do I do it at a second level or just a first? You can do it at a first level. Okay, perfect. So that's 4d6. Oh, I have to, do I have to shoot to hit? Shoot to hit, yep. <laughs> um, that is a 14 plus 5. 19. I guess I should know these guys as AC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So forty-six of radiant damage, and then the next ta- attack roll made against them before the end of my turn has advantage. So three plus one plus three is seven plus three is ten. Whoa! Not one hundred and ten. Ten damage. Yeah, just ten. <laughs> uh, so as uh, how how do you fire off your guiding bolt? I think kind of like what I normally do is I'm going to like build up some fire and then I'm going to throw it like onto my hand and then I'm going to kind of like throw it. Like spit a loogie in your hand and then just like spiritually blast it? Basically. Dope. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, get a, get a fireball in my hand and then I'm just going to kind of like lob it. Well, I guess I can't, probably can't throw 120 feet though, can I? It's magic, whatever. Yeah, who cares? So you <laughs> you hawk up a, a, a ball of viscous spiritual flame into your fist and you speedball it like a goddamn like what's who's a who's a baseball guy? Give me a baseball guy. You watch baseball. Um, Stephen Mc John Suckerman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stephen Mc John Suckerman. Uh, like the famous pitcher Stephen Mc John Suckerman. Shoom! It flies at this uh sand beast of sorts. Uh, smashes into his chest, and uh, he is illuminated by this glowing, holy, yeah. fiery light. And uh, as it happens. There seems to be some sort of uh, prismatic essence shooting off of him. Do you have a bonus action? Nah. I mean, I do, but I don't think there's anything that I like actually care about. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I have advantage on initiative checks. Oh, yes, you do. Still shield. Do I remember that I'm... I got a nat 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't think we're gonna disrupt it, and we're just gonna leave it as no, is. No, obvi- obviously. But not. like that is super funny. Can we just say the condemned remembers that he's faster? Yeah. <laughs> it's too late to do anything about this. Yeah. <laughs> but he remembers. In case I wasn't next in the initiative queue, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to say like, uh, like in fiction, he just like he had the opportunity to react, but he's like. What are these two gonna do though? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say the condemned was like stopping and trying to take stock, and then he saw Maris's uh, holy loogie smash one of the two figures, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, violence it is!" And he just starts rushing forward. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds good. Uh, Sukunkana is about sixty feet away. You are about eighty feet away. Well, no, because I was following pretty close behind her. And then she tired out before I did, so I. She's also slower. Okay, yeah. Well, let's call it, uh, yeah. Let's call it sixty feet then. Okay, all right. So I'm sixty feet away. So what are what, what do these figures look like? Uh, they're they're a bit taller than the average humanoid. Uh, not quite as tall as you. They seem to be made out of sand with some sort of shiny material mixed in on different parts of their body, almost like ice, but not quite. Oh, cool, cool. Well, I'm really glad that uh, I don't have any magical weapons. This is gonna go great. Good old punch machine over here gods yeah you know what i guess i'm just gonna run forward the 60 feet and look at moramdu ah we caught up to you yeah great awesome thanks though help (laughs) Uh, and she turns around she blasts another fireball that whiffs off into the distance so she's bad at fighting okay (laughs) just so i'm on the same page as you so yeah so you guys are related yeah (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) Excuse me, I'm very good at fighting. Now? Yeah, you're friends. <laughs> you're good at causing damage, let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, she's good at causing damage. <laughs> oh, that's where it went. So your sister got all of the miss genes, and you got all of the damage genes. <laughs> uh, Sukunkana. Okay, all right. Two-prong plan. A, uh, I want to use a wild, a wild shape to activate my starry form. Nice. Which one? The archer one. The Dawu one. She holds up her spell focus, says Dawu, and then the uh, all the joints of her body start to glow in the shape of a hunter, in the shape of a Dawu. And she draws back her celestial bow and aims it at the unwounded enemy first. All right, that's just your bonus action. Yes, it sure is. So to hit... I got a 22. Shit, yeah, nice. And for damage, I'm only dealing 8. It's fine. And then I want to cast Guiding Bolt on the one that doesn't have it already affected, i.e. the one that I just damaged. All right. Let me just find it, and we're going all in. I'm going to use a third level spell slot. (laughs) Jesus. Fucking pound out all those dice. But let's see, we hit first. Let's see who we hit first. I rolled a 25. Okay. As the celestial bowl kind of scatters into a bunch of light and disappears, she's holding her star map out, so and it's still floating. And she kind of points it towards the unaffected... What do the monsters look like? Just like sand people. But not those sand people. Not like Star Wars. Okay, so they're like sand golems? Yeah, sort of. Are they large? They're not huge, but they're 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 medium-sized. Are they Connie-sized? Low, smaller than Connie-sized. Okay, I just need to update my theater of the mind. Okay. And she points it towards one of them and shoots her guiding bolt and deals 19 points of damage. I did not roll well. Shit. And the, the, because how I described it before is that the guiding bolt kind of exploded in little galaxies. So it does that. Uh, Once again, uh, shedding prismatic light from the shiny parts of this being's body. And then she's going to say, 
Sue! <laughs> Hi! <laughs> hey, mom's dying. You good? And she's like, she's like, new biome, who dis? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm not done yet. Sukunkana's gonna take 30 steps, 30 feet backwards. All right. Because your girl's got spell sniper. Okay. Nice. And that's the end of my turn. Yeah, I guess that would remind me then, speaking of positioning, if Condemned could have, he would have placed himself uh, between the two sand people. Uh, you you and Moramdu are both between the two sand people. Perfect. Am I at the top of the initiative order now? Let's go with... Yes. Yeah. So you got like a natural 20, which is 20 plus what? <laughs> Zero, but... Okay, so you're above Maris. Because <laughs> Eli got a 28. <laughs> a little shit. Get hacked. So the first sand... Uh, like sand monster? Sand mummy? What did I call them? Sand, sand thrall. Wait, they're made out of sand? Good to know. Uh, the first uh, sand thrall turns to Connie, who is new to this whole fighting experience. Uh, and it takes its massive cl- uh, sand claw and clubs you across the head with it. Or attempts to. Let's find out. With its two attacks. <laughs> Jiminy Jillikers. Uh It rolled two 19s in a row. Of course it did. Uh, it got a, a million plus math. All right. And what's the damage on the first attack? <laughs> 15 damage. All right. I'm going to use my reaction to Stone's Endurance. Sure. And that is six. So I take 12. Okay. It's condemned to sort of like, does that thing he normally does where he like stoics up and almost tries to like, not quite lean into the punch, but just like brace himself against it. And you just see his head just crack off to the side anyway. Spits <laughs> <laughs> out blood, sand, and broth and says, all right, <laughs> you boys hit harder down here, don't you? Uh, and then the other hand comes along and clubs you on the other side of the head for 13 more damage. Snaps again. <laughs> you can feel a distinct, it's not like it's bludgeoning. It feels like you've been slashed on your face. Oh, good. Okay. So now he's just bleeding even more. How much damage did you just take? 28 down to 22. And then the other one uh, swings at Moramdu. Uh, and hits her with one of those. Basically, both fists come down, uh, clattering onto uh, more Amdu, but only one of them really lands right on her. Ooh. And she takes a lot of damage, and uh, <laughs> as you are standing right next to her, you see the full brunt of this specific situation where a, a ton of blood comes shooting out of her uh, mouth as it smashes onto her chest is she down is she still standing uh she has she was knocked down she's not she's still like making noise but she is currently prone eli it's your turn i am going to send glass yes 60 feet in good call and swaps faces with nice however close that actually puts me so i don't want to be that guy but i am that guy according to the rules it's only 30 feet you can move him all right, then I'll put him 30 feet, and then I'll run the other 30. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that will put you 10 feet away in total, if you run 30 feet. All right. Does anybody look like a like a, an actual true and tried proper problem for any of the the crew I've been helping? You know that these guys are a, like a huge pain in the ass for travelers, and even a couple of them can be incredibly difficult because these are sort of like walking explosives. Would I know any, like simpler way to deal with them or one thing that has been pretty commonly used is covering them with something 
and then using some sort of bludgeoning damage. Like covering them with like... A blanket, a tarp. Okay. Oh, like they owe you money or they're a pledge. Yeah, or they're like a bird, and you're putting it to bed. I'm going to. Uh, Wait, you just, like... beat your birds to death for bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you put a blanket over a bird cage, you crazy ass. Oh my god. All right, good night, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of Looney Tunes as a kid, and I was always Team Sinister. All right, sweetie, time for sleep. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, just like a loud two fingers in the mouth whistle. Get uh, our our dragonborn and our now I think raging Goliath. I'm not a barbarian. He's a fighter. But your racism has been noticed. <laughs> no, not raging as in the skill, but uh-huh. like you you like you got clocked and you were like, uh-huh. that's what they all say. <laughs> yeah. He has yet to rage. Listen. I'm not assuming. <laughs> okay. I have plenty of Goliath friends yeah. who aren't barbarians. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make it better to deny it after you've done it, Nightmare. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Listen. I know y'all's classes is the only notes I'm taking. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show, by the way. Uh... <laughs> thanks for being here, you piece of shit. Yeah, time to get absolutely fucking wrecked. So you get for being better at voices. Listen, it's not D and D unless I'm getting objectively bullied. That's true. Okay, so what do you do? What do you? What's your stupid fucking plan? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna whistle with my fingers, get nice and loud, get the the our two melee users their attention, and then kind of relay to them that they should be like just cover them and just beat the ever living piss out of these things. Uh, and I'm gonna take my uh, my little cloak. And I'm going to toss it to whoever's closer. Uh, Consider doing it in fiction. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to relay what my plan was. So, I, you know, just just in case it wasn't available. I got you. I'm with you. I'm not going to whistle that loud for the sake of audio. That's fine. Emitting the whistle is fine. Tweet, tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yoo-hoo. Both of you. Yeah. You need to cover them. I don't know how to... Use a, a cloth. I don't know how to break this to you, but I left my blanket at home. You have all of Sukunkana's clothes in your bag. Oh, shit, you do. That's true. You do. Yes, obviously they're in my backpack. Thank you, Sukunkana. <laughs> it's a little hard to access right now. Uh, who's who's closer? Uh, closer to you? Definitely uh, Connie. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to unclasp my, uh, my cloak, and I'm just going to kind of like do the double wrap around my fist to kind of get it to a ball and then just huck it towards Connie. Take this, snuff it out, and beat it down. Um, and then I'm just going to do a little flourish because nothing's in stabby range. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's a reasonable thing to call an action, I'd suppose. Yeah. Can I respond to Yeah, sure. To that? You got you to gotta yell because you're pretty far away. Eli! Yes? What about water? Does water work on them? God. <laughs> Does water work? Uh, water has not been known to be enough, but it has been known to slow them down. It can slow them, but it won't stop them. Okay, I could summon a tidal wave. I guess I won't. Never mind. Summon a what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you would have probably been fine. <laughs> I need to re-listen to all the episodes and total up how much damage Sukunkana has done to Condemned over the course of this thing. <sighs> it could have been 48 more. Uh, so that's your that's your go? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Condemned is going to grab the cloak out of the air, say, much obliged. And he is going to 
you know, this feels like it would be a grapple yeah, kind of maneuver. Right? Yeah. Oh, how how astounding. I get to be useful. Because I was looking at these. I'm like, great. I have no magical weapons. And I'm a grapple fighter against sand people. So I can see how this is going to go. But now I have hope. Well, I mean, we'll see. By all means, roll that grapple. This is why we keep Nightmare around, you racist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. It's excuse. <laughs> He's old fashioned. <laughs> old people are allowed to be racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so condemned what did you get what do you think i got brian what do you think i got an 11 you sure did guess what what do you got <gasps> a one. Oh my god so he like <laughs> so so i do a shitty job and then he trips into the blanket anyway is that what just happened no you do an average job and he does a really terrible job of avoiding it so as you go to like wrap this blanket around him i assume you go from like the top yes uh as you go to like wrap it around him uh from the top uh you know, have you ever guys ever like picked up the blanket and like walked around your house with it before, but like mm-hmm. you're not super paying attention, so you like step on it and sort of like fall mm-hmm. all the time. It, it sort of like waves its arms around, and in doing so, it like encircles its own head and arms, and then <laughs> t- tries to move and just falls oh prone with this blanket wrapped around itself. It just like infomercials itself into a trap. Amazing. Yeah, it does the infomercial where the man's sitting on the chair with a bowl of popcorn and then just tries to like lift his thing back and throws the popcorn out of the fucking, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's not like prone in the blanket, right? He is prone inside the blanket. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. Condemned is going to smile and he's going to say, Uvar. <gasps> nice. As he grows to giant size, what he's gonna do is he's gonna take the blanket and now that his carrying capacity is a thousand pounds, he's just going to lift up the blanket, like with the sand creature enveloped in it. And he's going to turn to the other one and he's going to start spinning <gasps> the blanketed sand guy. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, yes! That's yes! so cool. Gonna beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Hell yeah. So because I have Tavern Brawler, which allows me to use my proficiency with improvised weapons. So there's lots of things here going on because you're a fighter. Uh, you did a grapple. That's one attack. You can do another attack. So you can use your improvised weapon yes. on this other guy. You can beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. I did not plan this part, but I did plan this fight around you. <laughs> Brian, I've been planning this part for my entire character creation. Now let's watch that five, baby. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Um, 23. That hits. <gasps> Fuck yeah, it does. Yay! That hits both. That's enough to do both damage to both. Okay, cool. Uh, what is... <laughs> What's the damage of a sand person, Brian? Okay, so this is going to be a bit of a uh, big one. I have to roll a lot of dice. Oh, because there's a lot of pieces of sand. (laughs) So many grains of sand. (laughs) Almost 100. I mean, at least. At least. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to do 1d12 plus your strength. Okay, so 1d12 plus strength. And as I'm in my growth form i do an extra let's see where is it 1d6 so that is 10 points of bludgeoning damage so 10 points to both of them yep and then i'm going to use my fire ring so as that (laughs) okay yeah no i'm not done yet i'm not done yet i'm rolling with what i got the one time i've been able to do damage on this stupid goddamn show right so as the bag full of sand and what may still be a creature smashes into the other creature uh the fire rune that's implanted onto his right glove begins to glow and flames start to wrap around the other creature who now must make a strength saving throw dc 14 
Is that another one? Astounding. So now he's restrained for one minute. And then I use my action surge. Okay. We're, we we may get there. Oh, Let me on. roll these other dice on a different thing. Fine. So, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, glass blowing is incredibly dangerous. Mm-hmm. When you have superheated glass, there's a few different ways that you can cool it down. You can stick it in water or you can hit it with a very uh, powerful hammer. Uh, if you hit it when it's super hot after having been uh, suddenly very cooled, it's incredibly volatile. These are sand creatures that were superheated by the desert and the heat into sort of glass creatures, and they are incredibly volatile. The reason that you cover them is that you hit them with blunt instruments so that they explode. So you are holding on to the thing that has the guy who's about to explode, and you just hit another guy Yes. who is going to explode. Presumably. And you're in the blast radius of both of these guys. One of them is definitely going to hit you, and the other one is really going to hurt your hands a lot. But he's in the cloak, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Connie. Yep. Picking this motherfucker up. Yes. By the scruff of his blanket mm-hmm. and swinging him around, probably sideways, into this other motherfucker. So what I was imagining was him just sort of swinging the blanket around like a flail. And sort of coming in with an uppercut and just bashing the guy in the side. Okay. Like a brick in a purse. Yes. Like a brick in a purse. Like a brick in a purse. Uh, You spin this thing around. uh, You bring it up to hit him sort of in the ribcage, shoulder, sort of side area uh, in sort of an uppercut motion. And as you do so, the volatile state of both of these two creatures uh, is suddenly disrupted as they both shatter and explode in a prismatic burst of pure kinetic energy dealing a whopping 42 damage to you and to more Amdu, who is very very nearby i fucking knew this i (laughs) knew it i was gonna try to run up and give temp hit points to everybody because i had a feeling I knew some hinky was going down. Is that all your health hit points? Yeah, so I'm knocked down to zero. I had 24 hit points left. I've got a maximum of 29. Cool. Awesome. And unfortunately, I already used my uh, stone's endurance. Mm -hmm. Not that it would matter. Not that I could reduce it by, you know, 18. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so that that almost kills you. outright I th- close no no not close do i not get a dexterity uh do i get a dexterity saving throw i guess should if i pass both then i would actually still be up he should get a dexterity saving throw tbh i forgot yes you should yeah get a dexterity saving throw yeah <clears throat> oh i was just gonna say nah. well i've got to make two if i fail either one of these then i'm fucked no, you're gonna make one as just together okay i'll definitely take that <laughs> More I'm due to get one, too. I don't need to tell you what I got, do I, Brian? <laughs> You're fine. You're good. You're, you can just We can just live in this world and pretend that this never happened. Okay, so I got a one. <laughs> I got a now one. Okay, so More I'm due, uh did awesome. Even though she's prone with disadvantage, she's able to understand and see the situation from all possible angles. Just cover her vitals, basically. She rolls so that Connie is taking most, if not all, the damage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Solid. Like sister, like sister. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you want to uh, uh, describe the explosion that doesn't kill me yet? 
Yes. As the prismatic blast occurs, you feel shards of glass like a million tiny arrows. It's hard to describe what this would feel like for me because I've never had this much projectile. I've never been shot with a riot shotgun or anything. You never had shrapnel all over your body. Oh, weird. It sucks. Every part of you that is not covered feels like it is somehow both on fire and frozen in place. The pain becomes incredibly overwhelming as you fall to your knees and just as soon to your face and black out. Everybody else, you hear a ridiculously loud shattering noise ahead and see this massive damage land upon your uh, close friend Connie and more Amdu is remaining lying on the ground. You just see like the scorch mark on the ground and more Amdu is in the big condemned shape blank space around it. <laughs> like a Looney Tunes cutout. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is that is that fight? Yeah, fight's done. Okay, so can kind of run in yeah. first off. I'm also, yeah. And as soon as she's within 60 feet, she's, cast, she's saying woo-woo and casting healing word on... Uh, is is Moramdu up? Like, is she awake? Uh, she like ha- uh, have you have you seen the meme of like the anime guy laying on the ground who like has like his thumb up? Yeah, yeah. I love that meme. That's Moramdu. Okay, so she's fine. Well, I mean, she's awake. She's not dead. She's not dead. She's not Connie right now. That's what she's not. Yeah. So she immediately says "woo woo" and casts healing word on Connie at second level. Why not? Healing him for a whole nine hit points, Ooh. which actually isn't terrible. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Uh, Connie, uh, uh, the the only word that I can describe the feeling of being woken up suddenly after all that pain is, ow. Eli is going to extend a hand to help Connie out. So Condemned feels the, the healing power go through him and sort of like lifts himself up out of the ground. Ramona is just like... <laughs> Almost barfs out all the sand that he almost inhaled while he was passed out. (laughs) He's just covered in everything. And he's like, I hate this desert. Uh, Sukunkan is going to rush over to you guys and mind link. And she says, wow, that was something. Uh, Do you need more healing? Do you need me to get all this glass out of you? Also, hi. Kasu, uh yeah hi yeah hi, hi um we have we have we gotta talk but we should talk after we uh fix everyone yeah um yeah we should talk her thumb has been up and now it's just down i have uh i've got some hot hands do you do you want some hot hands <laughs> uh him first for sure uh why did i do that <laughs> okay well i recover eight hit points using second wind that's one way to do it i can give you some hot hands it's a short rest yeah, I think it's short rest o'clock. Yes, short. Uh, taking just a quick break. I'll dig out the glass first, and then you can heal me up. Yes? I'm going to summon glass, and I'm just going to, like, with with myself and glass, just pulling, like, glass out of Connie. Yeah, Sigmund so Khan is also going to do that. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I know none of you have proficiency in the medicine skill. Get away from me. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I, excuse you! Proficiency in the medicine skill. Oh, right, you do. And I've got a plus seven, so eat my whole ass. I have a plus one. All right, so Eli, because you're coordinating with glass, you can roll a medicine check, and Sukunkana, you can also roll a medicine check. Because I am proficient. Or we could just call it Sukunkana rolling with advantage, because you're helping her. I got 22. Okay. Damn. That's a good help action. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're able to, like, pretty deftly and without, you know, putting more sand into his fresh wounds, 
uh, remove the glass pretty easily. Do you have like bone tweezers? Yeah, oh, sure. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She got a medi- like a bone medicine kit. Yeah. <laughs> Does that give me any uh, assistance on my short rest healing dice? No. But it is nice RP though. <laughs> hey, condemned. Do you want some hot hands? Give me a moment. How many? How much hot hands you want? Let me add up the dice, Mara. Oh, I, I love that uh, Maris is just like, yeah, this place is fucking dope, right? So hot. Oh, so nice. <laughs> and everybody else is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, my healing hands. She's like, hot hands. It's awesome. And everybody else is like, it's hot right now. No, I heal with my hot hands. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's hot. They're in. You're in the desert. Who wants to be more hot? Maris always. Maris. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. After taking out all the pieces of glass and drinking heartily from some bone broth, Condemned seems to have, uh, you know, just expended three of his hit dice and recovered pretty much everything. Right. Oh, okay. I'm now at 48. So he's like, ah, it was just a flesh wound. Mm-hmm. It was really more that the noise startled me, you know? Mm-hmm. Deception check? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a nine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. everybody's passive insight beats that yeah it sure does <laughs> so you can kind of just nods <laughs> i want to investigate the plants yeah you can investigate the plants because she doesn't really need to short rest she's getting her wild shape back but she didn't get hurt <laughs> and gonna ask more i'm doing again like do you need healing uh she she heartily uh says no i'm 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 okay i'm all right Sukunkan, I thought you might. You you told me a little bit about these. I, um, yeah. You go ahead, look at these. We can talk later. Yeah, you gotta you gotta rest, and I need to talk to these plants. Okay. So you go over. Give me a nature check first. <laughs> okay. And this is mid short rest. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen. They're, these are uh, not trees similar to what uh, Maha would have shown you. These are are something a little different. But you can definitely tell that they are trees. They're shaped the same. Uh, they're sort of like they, they're they're like long, and then they just have sort of leaves at the top. Are there any fruits at the top? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's some kind of thing up there. <gasps> Interesting. Um, can I use my sling to try to hit one down? Yeah, give me a sling attack. I got a nine. Does nine hit fruit? <laughs> no, nine does not hit fruit. Just can I do it again? Do you want me to run over and shake the tree? <laughs> just give me a d20 roll instead of doing like a whole like, we're going to just roll until you hit one. We'll just give me a d20 roll and we'll roll to see how long it takes you. I got an 11. Okay, it takes you about six tries. Yeah, you guys just watch Sukin kind of throw rocks at a tree for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of fruit are they? You would know that they're like in our, our real world sort of equivalent is like akin to like a coconut, but they're sort of like a mango, Ooh. like sort of a weird fantasy, fruit. fantasy hybrid of those two things. Yum. Okay. I'm just going to. Well, she's just like, eh, 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 just throwing rocks. I'm just going to like look at glass and then I'm going to like have him go up just appear on top of the tree knock one down i'm just gonna catch one crack it open and just be i just be like munching wow as as you like get him to do this he uh says to you and only you uh i understand that we have this kind of relationship but there's uh ever since you've been hanging out with these people i've become more and more of an errand boy versus a warrior and you you aren't utilizing me to your fullest extent eli can i have a bite I like hand her half. She chomps into it so quickly. It is so flavorful that it kind of makes you sick. No, she keeps eating it. She doesn't care. She's like a child eating candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or me. Yeah. Looking to glass. The battles we're accustomed to have not been the same sort that this lot runs into. We are 
watchers, protectors to them. We are not a gilded blade. You understand, we are less watchers to them and more watchers to the realm, to the world. These are but mere blinks in the life of our existence. By the time you start to get to know them, they'll be gone. You've been through this before. Our quarry is elsewhere. He just looks back to the group as Sukunkana is just devouring food and the rest are kind of just resting. Maybe the absence of solitude was becoming too familiar to me. Do you think they'll make it on their own from here? Personally, I don't think that it matters, Eli. We'll stay here with them one more night. After that, you and I, we go east as planned. And with that, your short rest eventually comes to an end. And as it does so, can I get a perception check from everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, ooh. yeah, yeah. I said yeah. Nineteen. Seventeen. You got eighteen. Ooh, you guys. Eight. Okay. Why do I have this shield? I was gonna say you have advantage, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. I'll use my plus seven on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane to me that there's some things that I just consistently roll awfully on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Grim doesn't have a shield either. I'm a druid. I don't need a shield. That is not true. I don't think I have the strength to carry a metal shield. No, but I know that I'm pretty sure you do have a shield because I remember like looking at your AC and it. Oh, I do have proficiency in shields. Yeah. Oh, I do have a shield. Yeah, you, you do have a shield. You have like a. A like a light bone shield. Anyway, a little a little shield. Oh, but I bet you it's like small and cute. <gasps> ooh ooh ooh! Can we say that it's triangle shaped? Like yeah, like your body, like when you're in your clothing. Double down on the triangle. Yeah, so you can try like block like your whole body. I, I do like that. Like at, at any other person, this would be a normal size shield, but for Sukunkana, it's a tower shield. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so little. It's actually a buckler. All right. So as you guys are resting. Three of you notice something coming in the distance. There seems to be some sort of hooded humanoids making their way. Uh, They have tall spears, weapons. They are armed to the teeth, and they seem to be surrounding you. This is not the first time that this has happened, and it's not the last. Wait, what? What's happening? Oh... I'm digging a little bit deeper in the sand. So they're okay. Are they are they surrounding us already? Yeah, they are. They are moving to surround you. Okay, wait a second. Hold up. How far away are they right now? I'd say they're about 80 feet. They're 80 feet away. And about like what length of space are they spanning? Like- as they as they are moving out, they're spanning about 40 to 60 feet wide. Okay, okay. Let me think. Some of them do hold their weapons up in the air, but they are it's like showing that they have weapons, but they don't have any intent to attack just yet. I'm going to look to Eli. I'm just going to be like, "Do you know these guys?" Could be any desert wandering band of rogues. Could be just a community on their way to this oasis to get some water or fruit. Oh, this could have been where I introduced my new rogue character. This is just like all loss of opportunities. (laughs) Yeah, is there a watering pond in this oasis, by the way? Yes. Sick. I forgot to mention that. That's my bad. Okay, because I thought it was just plants. Awesome. 
All right. I guess I'll hold off on casting Tidal Wave on them. <laughs> I figured that's what you were doing. I have Okay, I had two plans. A, cast Tidal Wave on the half, at least half of them and show them that I mean business. But if they're holding the weapons up as if they don't want to attack us, I'm not going to do that. Option two, I cast Plant Growth on the area and surround us in a shroud of plants so that they can't get to us as easily. That is pretty cool. That's not a bad plan. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Or can you can you mold Earth to make it difficult terrain so that they have to like kind of fuck around? It's only like five feet at a time. Yeah. Oh. Five feet at a time. So, like, the thing about plant growth is it does it instantly, um, and it's all plants within a 100-foot radius centered on me, basically. So how many, how much, how much of a plant radius do I have? You have about 20 or so feet of plant radius, I'd say. Maybe 30. Okay. So if you cast this using one action, choose a point within range, all plants in a 100-foot radius centered on the point become thick and overgrown. Can I extend that out to 40 feet? <laughs> Here, Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Like, are you committed to casting the spell? Yeah. Okay, so I feel like your intent is to make it become larger? More, like, the thing is, um, it says here, a creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot it moves. Okay, all right. Um, But I do want to create a little, like, I'm assuming that we would be congregated around the watering hole. I imagine, yeah. And I want to make the space around us specifically not difficult to move in because I can specify areas that are not affected. Yes, you can absolutely do that. As you, do you put your hands on the ground as you do it? Tell me how you cast this spell. All right, Sukun kind of sees them coming, and she has sort of recently developed a very protective instinct over her friends, especially because one of them also got blown up to death, and she just found her sister. So she kind of, like, confidently walks over as she sees them approaching, because she, I think, was the first person to see them? Yes. So she kind of walks over, and she kind of looks over there and kind of slowly bends down and digs her fingers into the into the sand. It's your condemned whispering, no kill, no kill. <laughs> and she says... Hanukyuk. And then the plants start growing out of control all around her. Okay, so as you say your word, which means what, by the way? To be in bloom. Nice, dope. That's so rad. All sorts of manners of plants start growing out, centering on the the plant-free radius that you intended. These are all different kinds of plants. These are small shrubs, trees, cacti, cacti, yes. grass, vines, things that shouldn't grow here. And as you do so, they seem to rush out with incredible, terrifying dexterity, reaching out the full hundred feet of your capabilities. The entire area that you're in is now blossoming, blooming, beautiful. It's sort of like uh, the sister in Encanto's uh, bedroom, you know, all the plants and stuff, flowers, fruit, everything, vegetation, a hundred feet out, everybody. This is impossibly colorful and beautiful. Some of the people who are in these hoods seem to be, they're taken aback, they stop, they're not afraid, they seem to be, it's hard to tell because you can't see their faces, but some of them seem to be crying. I'm pretty sure you just became their god. This isn't going to go immediately to your head. Sure is. Oh, I hope she doesn't get kidnapped for for plants. <laughs> uh, Sukun Kana slowly stands back up, and then she says, she mind links to her comrades and says, this should keep us safe for a while. As as the, the figures are looking around at the, the grass, the ground, the, the beauty, the wonder, some of them take their hoods off, and these are dragonborn. Oh, fuck. These are lizard, these are lizard folk. All blue and red and black and green and and silver and brass and uh, distinctly you don't see any gold. As you notice, 
that there are no gold dragonborn. You hear someone call out a name and gesture and point directly at Maris and say, Garius! Garius Terrasat! And we're gonna call it. You fucking bitch! We've barely played! Oh my god! Less than two hours! Is it less than two hours? It's been an hour and a half! Damn. I wish that we could end there. Okay. Yeah, fuck you. Eat shit. We're still playing Dungeons and Dragons, you dumb, stupid whore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Garius Terrasat! I think they're talking to you. <laughs> Wait. Wait, no. Is that the name of your grandfather? You wear his armor, but you do not stand like he does. You do not have that coward's stance. You have a strength that is your own, not of our people. Oh, they thought that you were him just because you were both gold. So maybe that uh, blindness of yours is a cultural trait. I'm just going to like side-eye condemned real quick. <laughs> kind of not, I guess. <laughs> they, suddenly, like, all of the people who are there, they, they start rushing forward as well, by the way. Um, Sukin kind of holds her hand up and she's she's yells halt uh roll an intimidation okay <laughs> condemned strikes a pose roll a performance <laughs> can i use strength for my performance check can i use performance for my for my intimidation check actually i would like to use uh, a strength intimidation or performance check um but it would just be based upon you know like being a large imposing figure that's still i feel like that's still charisma if you like, it basically feels like it. If you you are assisting uh, Sukunkana more that you're giving her advantage than you are doing your own role. Seven. Okay. Sorry, six. I got a twelve. Wait, no, I got a fourteen. Okay. Uh, some of them stop, but the ones who are uh, more invested and, and less concerned with this random little girl. Um, excuse me, I just summoned a forest. That's true. <laughs> One of the ones in the back. I'm just going to have glass just slowly raise out of the sand. Just about halfway. Like, wherever kind of looks loosest, or like if they're near a dune, and just get ready. If if this turns into a fight, to grab ankles and pull down the dune. Okay. And he's just going to kind of like sit there and, and look feeble. As, as this is happening, uh, the person who called out uh, your grandfather's name is rushing forward and he says, Why do you wear his armor? Who are you? Also, like again, they have to. They're moving one foot for every four feet of movement, so real slow. Yep, they're they're moving as quick as they can. They're just yelling out to Maris at Maris okay. more. Sukunkan is gonna make some pits. You <laughs> sing Mold Earth. Ooh, 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 you know what you can do mm. is if on one turn you take out the mm-hmm. five by five by five cubic feet of sand beneath them, mm-hmm. um, and in particular, if you can then take that sand and then shift it to the side into another person. I'm definitely going to make some pits and be like, y'all, I'm like, and she's like, don't come any closer unless we know that you're not going to harm us. And she makes some pits and threatens them with dirt. <laughs> We're not here to harm you. We simply need to talk to her. Okay, well, you can talk from over there. Nice one. Fine. You, come here. I'm going to take a, a couple steps closer to him so that he can kind of like see my features a little bit better and just kind of see me a little bit better. And I'm going to slap my chest like where the armor is. And I'm going to say... I am Maris Terrasat. Garius was my grandfather. And who the fuck are you? He looks shocked and he looks down and he sighs and he looks directly at your eyes. And it's almost like looking into a mirror. Maris Terrasat. I am... I am your twin. My name is Merith. What? 
He took you. He took you. Middle of the night. One night. Many years ago. He took you away from us. We never thought that Winnivis would see you ever again, let alone him. If he had returned, he would have been exiled. What? Why? What? You're supposed to be the next leader of the tribe. Instead, that duty fell to me. The only difference is that you and him were the only golden dragonborn been born in our tribe. And while we are twins, I am... I am lowly. Lowly and brass. Have you led the tribe so far? Not as it should have been. Sigan kind of mind links to Connie and she's like, you know, I kind of see what you mean now about this silliness. You're right. This is very silly. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, they just get more racist the more you go in. <laughs> but you're right. Like, this is dumb. Truly. Do they starve more than they would have otherwise? I can't know that. Well, then how do you know it was not as it should have been? I understand. I'm sorry. It's just whenever I okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> whenever I've gone around, I'm going on my rant. Whenever I've gone around outside of the Goliath tribes, everyone has these matriarchies or these inherited systems or these religious rites, and it's also mind-numbingly annoying to hear you talk about oh this thing that thing if you do a good job then you should have the role yeah i'm kind of with connie on this right now like you sound like you gotta get less down on yourself man you're still living all right i've seen really incompetent leaders uh we uh, they died but not by us uh that's it's a long story <laughs> but my main point is you're too you're fine <laughs> maris no, no offense to you, Maris, and he's gonna like a little bit quieter. If yeah, if you no want offense. to take over this tribe, then I mean, we could help you in that. But I'm just, you know, saying. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Why? What? Why? Why did my granddad take me? And how? Who are we? Need like, to take you back to the tribe. You don't need to do anything. We need to take you back to our community. Excuse you, Maris does what she wants to she do. She deserves to know. Maris, what do you want to do? She deserves to know who she is. Okay, yeah, but if she wants to do it, she will. Maris, this is up to you. But also, we're on a time limit. We've got our own quest going on. As you're saying that, Mor Umdu uh, pipes up and she says, Look, I understand that we're on a time limit. I can tell. You don't understand that we're on a time limit. No, I can tell. Mother is in trouble. I know that. Do you know why this journey takes so long? I was actually wondering. Every time someone has to make this journey, we are not 147 days away from home. We have to prove to ourselves that we are willing to help whoever needs it in whatever way we can. Mm. Every person along the way requires something. I have to prove that I will give whatever I can to those people and help them. Success or otherwise, proving that I will put everything before myself. Even at the expense of your own people? Seems kind of backwards. (sighs) This is what I was talking about. I don't make the rules. I don't understand this any more than I've just told you. Okay, but these people don't need our help. Maris, my, Maris, this is this is your call again. But they're not asking for help. Maris? Yes. Are my parents there? No. She kind of looks down. You have aunties and uncles. And me. Your parents died great warriors. Defending everything that we have now. Our parents. At that, she definitely looks up. And then she turns to her group. You guys can go back if you want. I have 
to figure this out. No, fuck that. We're staying with you. Also, from what I understand, Sue is contractually obligated to come and help also. <sighs> Thank God. <laughs> Obviously, I can't leave you. You won't survive a day in the desert without me. <laughs> That's probably true. Eli, are you going to come with us? Yes. You need far more training in the desert. All right. So we can get you all some robes. It should be easy enough. Eli just looks back to his cloak that's exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just tattered. Still a little bit, like, stuck into Condemned's shoulder. How far away is the village? Less than a day. Sukunkana, do you, do you mind? It's less than a day. I don't want to take much more time than that. Just a quick pop in. Well, I think that you count as someone who needs help. That's heavier than... Than you think. <laughs> and kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> but very true. <laughs> um, Sukun kind of mind links to Connie. She's like, okay, low key though. Look at all this. Okay, see that thing in that tree? She points at a fruit. We can eat that. We should collect as much of this as we can while we're here. <laughs> uh, if you feel that is wise. Is it kind of late? Uh, it's about uh, it's it's about mid-afternoon. Oh, okay. Uh, Sukun kind of says out loud to Merith. She's like, Merith? Mm, it's Merith. Merth? Yes. Marth? M-E-I-R-H. Merth. R-T-H. Marth? M-A-R-T-H. Merth. Merth? Yes. <laughs> I can't stop. I, I can't stop hearing the lisp now. Yeah. Merth. It's nice to meet you guys. Merth. <laughs> My name is Merth. I'm your twin. <laughs> twin brother. Brother, okay, that's what I thought. Uh, Merth, mm. you see all this? And she points at the plants. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's a lot. I'm trying not to freak out. I made that. Cool. Um. <laughs> yeah, um. See that? She points at a fruit. Yeah. You know what that is? Yes, we we come here regularly to farm them. I think it's a good idea for us to farm as many as we can while we're here. There are plenty back at the encampment. We were here for water today. Oh well, the wa- its pretty—it's pretty inaccessible ATM. If, I, I know. If you farm these right now, we won't have enough for next time we come around. I just made a hundred feet more of plant. You made a hundred. I don't. These are not familiar. Are these all edible? I mean, I could check if you give me some time. Or <laughs> you don't. Well, this is. I. You understand that, that it's dangerous to be out here as long as. In fact, uh, God requests that three of you make Constitution saving throws. Oh come on! <laughs> we're in. We're in plant growth now. We're covered by plant. Not covered by it's. It's. It's like at your. It's like up. It's not like over top of you. It should be. And it's humid. Do I have some sort of? Desert-based advantage. Uh, yes. Thank yes. Christ. <laughs> Connie, you've had a lot today. Normally, you would have because you're being very preparatory, but uh, today you got blasted with a bunch of glass, so your skin is pretty sensitive. Well, you know, I figured also because like Goliath. It says that the plants yield twice the normal amount of food. By the way. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's only if I cast it over eight hours, yes. which I could do. N- well, you certainly could. Well, if I get my spell slots back, anyway, I got a twelve. All right. Uh, I got a 21. Okay. I'll note for Grim's sake, though, that maybe the plants would provide her cover because A, if they're tall enough to impose four feet of movement penalty for every one foot, they're probably pretty tall and she is very small. And two, plants do actually reduce the temperature in the local area. That's why it's always cooler in a park because they absorb the light around. So it's like, it's kind of like standing in a light shade compared to being out in the middle of the sands. All right. I'll give you an advantage then. I think you already got pretty good though. I got 16 now advantage. What did you have before? 
12. Okay, this, these, those both would have been fine. I'm extra fine now. I'm as cool as a cucumber. Five. <laughs> you got a five? Yeah, I originally rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get advantage for all of these plants? He did. Oh. I did, okay. and I, that's why I got five and not natural one. Eli, you are a tired bee, and you have one point of exhaustion. Ugh, I'm old. Uh, I'm, I'm going to cast Speak with Plants. God. <laughs> Okay. Here we go. I cast Speak with Plants. She's like, guys, one second. I'm going to talk to the plants. And she walks over to a tree. Cool. So she gets out her uh, star map and um, it's like, which means just to speak. Okay. And she walks over to a tree. She says, hey. Fucking what? Whoa, what's wrong? It's hot. Who are you? You just exploded my whole area here. I, dude, it was cool. It was chill. It was. I was fine. This is a lot right now. I have these. Do you know how chatty this grass is? Oh, I'm Jesus. I'm sorry. Do you want some water? Oh my. No, I don't want. I'm not. That's. You give me too much water, I'll die. Oh, I'm what sorry. Is a, Jesus Christ. No, sh- sh- it's okay. Hey, I've never talked. What to do you a, mean? Sh- I've never talked to a plant before. I'm just very excited. Oh, first timer. Jesus. <laughs> we can only hear one end of this conversation, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just imagine Gedemd and Maris doing one of those looks to each other when Ksuk and Kana is doing weird witch stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What is your friend doing? Uh, Sometimes she does things like bring life to a barren desert. Sometimes she speaks to inanimate objects. All right, make it quick. What do you want? Uh, Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just want to say, hey, what's up? Um, Wanted to know which of you is edible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bro but like just like you know the fruit parts i mean this plant seems like a dick i don't know if he's gonna even be honest do you have to insight check a plant you know i can't end this communication but i certainly can stop talking to you so i think i'm gonna go with that okay I, i'm gonna she turns and starts talking to a cactus hey how you doing mac oh i'm doing good oh you're so much friendlier than the tree i just talked to oh there's, there's a lot of moisture in the ground right now and i think i'm gonna die soon <laughs> I can help with that. Oh, you can't? Yeah, that's good. That's cool. I can dig up a hole around you. Will that help? I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> you know, I just wanted to ask um, if all the the plants in the area could sort of calm on the whole spell I just cast and make it, like, move walkable terrain instead of difficult terrain, just so I can get through here without having to struggle. I mean, I'll ask them. You know, there's no harm in asking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I'm asking you. Just, you know, just ask them, like, you know, just make a path so I can, we and me and my friends can just walk through easier. Um. Also, uh, if any of you uh, have, like, really tasty fruits, then please could could they yeah i don't think i'm gonna finish i'm gonna don't think i'm gonna do that favor that i just said for you (laughs) no please okay all right she talks to the next plant hey hey i heard you talking to the cactus what the hell (laughs) all right i'm gonna go over here and she goes across to across a different plant hello just imagine if this fucking giant walked up to you and is like hey which of you is the most edible (laughs) okay so we're not really a fan of you i know that you just made us but you've been uh trying to figure out which one of us to eat well no only the fruits i wasn't gonna kill you or anything well i mean it's still like what if somebody was like, which one of you guys is the best to eat? Like, what if Mr. Venus Flytrap over here tried to figure out which one of you guys was the best one to eat? I mean, obviously, I'd be the best to eat, but that's not the point. Yeah, but, like, are you are you going to be okay with being eight? Well, like, no. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> can you guys make a pass for me, please? 
Stop standing on Carl. Oh, I'm sorry, Carl. Uh, she moves a little bit. Carl? I like do. Th- I say that to condemn. <laughs> Carl? I don't question it anymore. <laughs> she, she helps Carl up a little bit. Uh, Carl is like just a little rose that you just sort of like debent. Oh, Carl, I'm so sorry. Okay. The best thing you can do for us is simply leave. I, I will leave, but if you guys make a really nice path for us, we won't step on any of you anymore. <sighs> this is blackmail. <laughs> And then a path clears, allowing all of you to just go out in the same direction. <laughs> kind of stand up. She's like, I made a path, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Suka and Kana. Thanks, Carl. Maris says thanks, Carl. Uh, he groans. <laughs> she awkwardly leaps. So that was weird. Uh, <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Merth and the uh, uh, the tribal lizards uh, bring you back to their home, and uh, soon you arrive. It's nearing darkness. It's beginning to cool, and he says, "All right, we'll we'll set you up with accommodations for now." Um, Thanks, I guess. Welcome to Parish. I think that it's best if you get some sleep, and then we can figure out what's going on in the morning. It's good to see you. I guess we'll talk in the morning. And as you bed down. You are you ready? You ready? I just I descri- I thought about and described the architecture. The architecture. Holy shit! You've just turned this entire session around for her. <laughs> <laughs> the community is rather small. Many tents made of something similar to leather, but not quite the same. It's cloth. Wood and stone are used in lots of the tools, and small pieces of metal here and there that have definitely seen better days. There are a few different uh, cultural aspects that you'll experience over the night, learning about clothing uh, to wear. Uh, learning that uh, typically when you're out in the day, wearing armor is not uh, recommended as you will often have it become too hot on the inside because it's not very permeable. A lot of what you'll see are surprisingly flavorful foods that you are rather unused to. There's lots of different seasoned fruits and meats that you are, uh, except for Eli, you're quite used to this stuff, but everybody else, it's it's a lot to take in, but eventually you find things that you do like. Uh, Maris a lot of these things are very, very good to you. You feel very comfortable. You feel like everything you've had up until now has been pretty lackluster, but a lot of this stuff feels very natural. Staying cool in the heat, it it, it doesn't matter to you too much. Uh, you have a natural affinity for warmth, and the food that you eat, you, you remi- you're reminded of the first time you tried the carrot. It was excellent. It was flavorful. It was sweet and bitter, and uh, a lot of these foods have very similar experiences, be it salty or umami or otherwise uh, heavily aromatic experiences. A lot of preservation goes about in a different way out here. The next morning you awaken, and I believe it would make sense for Eli at this point to have left. We're all sleeping in kind of like the same quarters. Yes, this is community housing of sorts. At, at the foot of Mare's little bed, there is a... It's like six and a half feet long, like wrapped in heavy cloth with my retrieved old cloak clasp kind of pinning it closed. And it's just sitting at the, the, like kind of resting against the foot of the little bed. He leaves no note and he just poofs. And then uh, he leaves some like little foods and oils and stuff uh, for Sukunkana. Eli, I know that it's difficult for you, you... But you must remember, we have a higher purpose. 
I know. I just feel this lot has a purpose that is deeply enriched in the sanctity of the very rights we uphold. Their battle is for this life. Ours are for the many to come. Banished from death, we are. And they're gone. <laughs> Damn. As the three of you awaken, you are not awakened by something like Connie waking up and doing a million handstand push-ups or something, or Sukunkana having a, a dream that causes her to awaken, or uh, Maris having to go to the bathroom. There's a scream, a shriek, and it seems like there are many people rushing to one section just left of the door of your home, of the of the uh, community home you were staying in. I, I get up and I look at the others, and then I grab my stuff and start going. Condemned rolls to his feet and uh, rushes out to see what's happening. Yeah, Sukun kind of grabs her, uh, I don't know, her wolf mask and rushes out also. The three of you turn the corner, following this crowd of people running to a specific area. As you do, there's a circle of people around something. As you three walk forward and press through, there's the body of a lizard folk on the ground with four different stab wounds in them, one in their neck and three in their abdomen. Somebody in the crowd turns and says, Newcomers arrive and murder occurs. Fuck you. For real. <laughs> That's the place to end it. <laughs> For real, fuck off. Come That's on. so good. Oh my God. Can't catch a I breath. I knew we shouldn't have come here. <laughs> You're my people. You are my people. I like that at first. We were like, oh, like, Sukunkana grows the things and she's going to be a god to these people. Just kidding. It's me. I'm the lizard god. I like that it has not went to either of your hands. <laughs> yeah, well, they better watch out because I got all my spell slots back. <laughs> I might not get to be a god, but I'm still a fifth level caster, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to episode 18 of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terraset, Kander as Condemned, Nightmare as Eli, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and editing done by Chelsea Love, with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. Nightmare has been an absolute delight to have on the show, and if you're interested, at the time of this posting, he has a game of his own that streams every Thursday on Twitch. The link to his channel will be in the description if you're interested in that, and as per usual, stay hydrated. Seriously, there are no downsides. I cracked the rib. Nice. Ugh. Yeah, it hurts to breathe. Uh, my wife also has a broken rib because the baby keeps kicking her in the ribs. <laughs> oh, twinsies. Crazy baby. Twi oh, I thought you meant like you're also kicking people in the ribs like a baby. <laughs> Not anymore. You have a baby. You're just walking around holding it up to people's ribs and be like, okay, but break it. All right. All right. Bicy do the Liu Kang bicycle kick. Go. <laughs> Oddly enough, like my rib also got cracked by a baby. Like it was weird. I don't know why it was at a Slipknot concert, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, you can bring your baby anywhere. They wanted to bring it to where it was conceived. And I think that's sweet. <laughs> I was sorry. I was trying to think of like where my parents would take me, but I can't imagine it's anywhere decent. They're dirty hippies. Yeah. Disgusting. Filthy, disgusting vegans. Disgusting vegans. <laughs> <laughs> is that where this where that comes from, Mar Marilyn? Is it uh, you processing some issues? Is that why you have a fascination for eggs? Oh, my God. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>